Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition, a very special edition of Perspective with Lynette Nelson. We have a special guest, Queen Quet, Chiefess of the Gullah Keeching Nation. Queen Quet, welcome to the studios of WTUA. Thank you, thank you, Sister Lynette. Glad you for deal with Hona and thing like that. How Hona be? We're well, we're well. We're so excited about having you today as we delve into learning more about our heritage because the Gullah Geechee uh, concept, for the lack of a better word, is so much a part of who we are. First of all, I'd like for you to tell me about you and then tell us about the Gullah Geechee Nation. I'm the Queen Quet Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. I did from Centennial Island, South Kakalaki, right down the water, Lee Wiz from the rest of Honolulu, my Yeti me today in Beaufort County, South Kakalaki, as they call them, beautiful Beaufort by the sea. And so I'm a native of St. Helena Island. My family also comes from Dator and Palawana Islands in Beaufort County, South Carolina, which is the second oldest county in South Carolina. And it is one of the critical areas of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And of course, the Gullah Geechee Nation goes from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, and encompasses all of these islands that are called the Sea Islands. And then 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's River, encompassing all of what is called the Low Country, the Coastal Empire, the Golden Isles, and Northeastern Florida. Wonderful. You know, we always have this thirst for knowledge of our history, and we thank you for all that you've done to preserve and to promote our heritage and our culture. Uh, first question is, you are the chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Tell us about that role. What exactly do you do? Well, I'm the chiefess and I'm the head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So a lot of people don't seem to realize this is not a figurehead position. I'm a head of state. So I'm the head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation, the same way President Biden and former President Barack Obama, the heads of state for the United States. So the yeah. same things that they have to do pretty much is what I have to do, except go to war and do those kinds of things. So I have to negotiate with other people around the world on behalf of Gullah Geechee's. I do a lot of work in the legal arena, not only locally, not only at the state level and the federal level, but also the international human rights level. So that's a little different than what they do generally as a lot of other heads of states around the world. But I have to delve into all those arenas. And in our case, I also involve myself in continuing to do a lot of the work that I've always done through the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that I founded 25 years ago, coming up December 21st, um, that focuses on really educating the world about our very existence and to make sure that Gullah Geechee culture is presented accurately at all times. And so a lot of my work every day um, is about that. And I know you're quite familiar with that because you follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, Sister Lynette. So I know you already know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So you Absolutely. already know just a little bit of the tip of the iceberg that's put out there on social media about the work. But there's a lot of other things that go on 24-7 that people aren't even aware of just for keep we right you. Like I tell people, we the binya, we in the guayna, we tall, tall. 
Oh, wow. You know, a lot of people may think that you're just a spokesperson for the Gullah Geechee Nation, but you wear lots of hats. Yes, and a crown. Hats and crown. Yes, yes ma'am. And, and ties and, and head wraps and all that. Uh, depending <laughs> all on, that. Yes, and all that, depending on what arena I need to be in. You know, like right now, this week, I presented at the United Nations twice, of course, on behalf of our people. So opening up the UN Council of Parties event is called the UN COP26. It's also called the um, climate talk. So if people are out there listening and they're seeing other, you know, commentary about it, they're seeing things come through their Twitter feeds or anything like that about it, they'll hear all those terminologies. But that's just some of the work that we're focusing on this week and next week, concern, well, along with other global leaders concerning climate action and truly trying to effect change that will keep our cultural heritage communities in particular sustained. Oh, there's so much to talk to you about. But first, we want to thank you, sincerely thank you for all that you're doing to conserve our culture. Use that word culture, and that is something that we value. So let's talk a little bit about our culture and how it's intertwined with the Gullah Geechee Nation. Absolutely. I know that a lot of people who grew up on the coast, especially the coast of the Carolinas, if they've been a Yeti people are cracky teeth so anything like that, they ain't been on Yeti that thing unless they did their home to like that or they in the bush or somewhere in the wilderness and things. So a lot of people hid the language. A lot of people hid our culture from the world. And some were taught that you don't want to even hear that. You don't want to speak like that. You don't want to be like that. And the more inland they went, the more onto the mainland they went, the more they migrated to our western points of the Gullah Geechee Nation, then out of the Gullah Geechee Nation into the midlands of South Carolina, the upcountry of South Carolina, and then to other states around the U.S., people were taught to deny the culture, taught to do away with speaking our language, taught to do away with a lot of our cultural heritage traditions, but what's in you will come out. So even though some people feel like they articulate American English, me and many others who are fluent in both American English and in Gullah very quickly can hear that they speak the Geechee dialect when they think they're speaking English. And so a lot of our culture has been eroded because people were taught that it wasn't of value. And I that it always, wasn't proper. And it, right, there you go, there you go. That's that word. Right. It's not proper, but according to who? Because God made everybody in God's likeness. So I think God should be the barometer for what's proper and decent and in order. And human beings have denigrated other human beings for centuries by saying simply because you are different that you're improper. Well, maybe you're the yes. improper one and I'm the proper one then. You know, yes, who's the judge, the right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Queen Quet, Chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And uh, she has so much knowledge, a wealth of knowledge about our history and our culture. And we're talking about the language, the dialect of the low country. And I'd like for you to share with our audience the history of where it's such a beautiful, beautiful language as far as, as I am yes. concerned. And many people Tell are us the concerned. history. Sure. Yes. So when one of the other people are cracking teeth, so and things like that, you're going back, you're on over the Madhava and all that, and they try to lick the shutting out of it. 
Adishatin come here for Aki Bula, Debo, Mandinka, Malenke, Yuriba, Gola, Gizi, Mendi, Temni, Ifik, Ibibio, Never the crack a titso. Baka no Madalana, we call Aki Bula and Bakayona, you call Africa now. So many people from Africa came here speaking their own languages. They amalgamated those languages using their own structure, their own syntax, their own vocabulary, and recreated a language, which is the Gullah language. Now, as we just talked about, the migration continued of not only our people away from the Sea Islands and onto the mainland and creating a Gullah Geechee diaspora, we also had this period of time where bridges started coming in or people started taking ferries, as they call the, the boats coming across before the bridges, coming to the island with European concepts, European language, the Germanic languages, which is where English comes from. So now with this interaction of these different cultures together, we formed what is called a pidgin or a bridge language or a dialect, which is Geechee. So Geechee comes after Gullah. You never say Geechee Gullah. You always should say Gullah Geechee because Gullah is first. Geechee comes from Gullah. All right. Now, in terms of the origin of those two words, though, which many people are not aware. First of all, I should know folks on this station, Yeti and Hunter right now should be glad and should give a shout with me because the word Gullah means people blessed by God. And I always tell wow. folks, now, if you don't want your anointing and you don't want your blessing, come on and give it to me. I will take those, okay? Um, I and I will, okay? And we'll sing hallelujah. All right, but the word itself. But you itself, would be surprised, Queen Quinn. Yeah. You'd be surprised at the people who do not know the meaning of the word Goa. I know it. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I realize there are millions who don't realize that. And then in terms yes. of the origin point of the word, it comes from first the fact that Angolans were the first Africans directly kidnapped from the motherland and then placed on the sea islands. Many people talk about the Bayesian people, the Barbadians, as they say, that were part of British Lords proprietors that settled Charlestown, Charleston, South Carolina, and then they want to start from 1670. Well, really in the 1500s, you already had Africans that were here on the sea islands, and you, of course, had the indigenous people whose land it was to begin with, and many had already started working together, fighting back against the colonizers from the Spaniards to the British that came later. But now here it is when the British come in with the transatlantic slave trade, they then start kidnapping people directly from Africa. And at first it's the Angolans because of their blacksmithing skills, because of their knowledge base. They didn't just randomly take people. They took people according to skill sets, as we would call it today. And then when they would sell them, they would write on the posters, we have a cargo of Gullah for sale. So that's how you first start seeing yeah. that word in North America. And then later when they banned the importation of Angolans because they were always in the leadership of uprisings, they started kidnapping people from the Windward Coast, Rice Coast region, which is the Senegambia, Sierra Leone, and today's Liberia, because many Gullah Geechees were the ones who founded actual Liberia. So it didn't exist at first when transatlantic slavery came about in the way that it does today. And so when they kidnap people from that region, there's a Gola forest there, there are the Gola people there, there's the Kizi people there. And those folks are from whom we get the name Geechee. 
So you have Gullah having two origin mm-hmm. points, and you have the word Geechee having another origin point from the K-I-S-S-E-E people. And then with, after these uprisings, like the 1739 Stoner Rebellion, the slave codes of South Carolina said that no Africans, no three or more Africans could gather without an overseer present. Now, Hunter Chillin, y'all know in church, we all have plenty more than Shreya we did in there. Retta yes, was the prayer's house. Retta was out in the bush of okay then. So, yes. so I know we've been to broke that law back on and we sure to broke them now. All right, because even Absolutely. in, even, right? Because even when they talk about <laughs> the pandemic and social distancing, we still gathering and we gonna praise the Lord. Okay, and yes. so, Definitely, they said we weren't supposed to gather without an overseer present, meaning a white man present that would keep us in bondage on the plantation. The driver is a black version of the white overseer. Then they said that no, we weren't to own land. We were not to play the drums because they had drums that they used. And when they took away the drums legally, we just took them. Okay, we improvised. There you go, right? And we still yes. do. And then they also said we should not read or write because they felt like if we kept reading, we would know our rights, you see? And so that's why we have to still continue to learn more about our story, our legacy, and to write it, to speak it, but to write it so that it lives on and we have to encourage literacy in our community. You are connecting so many dots for so many people because people are so uh, very aware of the fact that our ancestors weren't allowed to learn to read, but they never knew why. Right. So that we would not know our rights. Exactly. Now, you mentioned that we were brought over as slaves uh, and we were categorized according to our skill set. A lot of people weren't aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I was just reading that uh, certain people worked in the rice field and they were in that rice field area because they were, uh, had a certain immunity to malaria Mm -hmm. when they came from Africa. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that? Well, I'm familiar with what you're talking about, but let me let me correct something first. I never said that they were brought over in slaves because they weren't slaves in Africa, they were people. And people were kidnapped and they were enslaved. So we have ancestors that were enslaved Africans. We have ancestors that were enslaved indigenous Americans. And many of us have their DNA within our bodies. And many folks who have started to research Gullah Geechee culture have begun researching it through DNA and not just historical accounts about the agrarian principles. So when you talk about Carolina gold rice fields and working in the putrid and horrifying conditions of sitting and standing in stagnant water, then you have wow. a massive mosquito population that starts to you know, emerge from such a setting. You also have water moccasins that love that setting. You have alligators that love that setting. Many of us can just think about this past month And thank God we didn't have a hurricane or tropical storm this year. I kept praying away the storms. Thank God the prayers of the righteous avail us much. And that God blessed us not to have a storm season, but we do have those five seasons here every year. So think about it for yourself. Think about the flooding that could have been in your yard. Think about the flooding you might have seen on some road. Think about the flooding in the ditch. And think about how long that water takes to get out of there. 
So now think about the mosquitoes and the gnats and the bugs that you saw that started swarming around or now you go outside and you slapping them down you know even though it's supposed to be the fall you're trying to make these bugs fall down they are not gone yet (laughs) so you know if we're dealing with that now think about hundreds of acres yeah that our ancestors dealt with that and imagine the diseases The diseases, people died even in the cotton fields, the Sea Island cotton, they died because of something called black lung disease. Much less these other things. We're dealing with the coronavirus now and I'm saying how it impacts your breathing. But imagine that you have been around these putrid environments and you're inhaling some of this nasty water that's stagnant. Imagine just being in it and you get chilly if it is cold or anything like that. Then think about getting pneumonia. Think about all of these different things. So when we talk about the mosquito, you might look at it and say, well, that seemed real small compared to the rest of it. But the mosquito could carry other diseases from biting someone else that had a disease, some type of plague, some type of pestilence, and then bite you and then you get sick. And so malaria was something that was killing off a lot of the enslavers, but it wasn't killing the African people. They were finding that the Africans that were enslaved might get ill, but they wouldn't die. So then they felt like this was the mosquito-ridden coast. Many of the Anglo people wrote that in their diaries and their papers. This is a mosquito-ridden coast, and they needed to move away. So if you go from the Sea Islands into townships, like in Beaufort County, where I'm from, you have St. Helena Island, you have Ladies Island. Beaver County consists of a series of islands. But then you have an island, which is the island of Port Royal, in the Port Royal region, where the town of Port Royal sit and the town of Beaufort sit. We also have Bluffton, which is in Beaufort County. So Bluffton is named for the town high on the bluff, the city of Beaufort, beautiful Beaufort by the sea. You will see in both of Bluffton and Beaufort, like you see in downtown Charleston on the peninsula, these houses that are raised already, that are high. It's not because of climate change and someone recently raising them, even though people are trying to do that now. It is because there's something called low country vernacular architecture, where they would build the buildings so that the enslavers could go live in the towns and they could get that breeze off the bluff and it would travel through the house like a natural air conditioning, not like now we all have the HVAC man coming to the house to check our units and install and thank God we got new stuff. But that's how they did it then. So think about that technological knowledge when we talk about that skill set. Nobody taught them that. The Africans did that themselves. They just don't get credit for doing it. And they weren't, yeah, yeah. You have have really established a new appreciation for our ancestors. Mm. You've so eloquently painted the scenery and allow us to appreciate what they've endured. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and I'd like to backtrack just a moment and talk about the language, the beautiful language and what we can do to preserve it. Yes. Well, the biggest thing is instead of preserve, I always, you know, I'm a person that my mom taught me how to jaw. I don't know if you do any of that, Sister Lynette, you know, but people say when you talk about putting away preserves, you're talking about something that's in the jaw. You're talking about having to make sure that lid is on there nice and tight 
you know, yeah. and that it's all yeah. level because otherwise the job going to spoil on you, right? And so yes. all of us know grandma, big daddy, mama, them, they had them pantry and things like that, and we would go on and never get something for fun. Well, when I hear the word preserve, I automatically think of somebody locking something in a jar and capping off the air until they want to open it and use it and then expel it. Then it doesn't Something exist. Stored for later use. Yes, and but then once you use it up, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. And so I don't use the word preserve when it comes to my culture. I do historic preservation with buildings and all that kind of stuff, but I do continuation with my culture. So when you talk about the language, whether we talk about the language, just speaking it, or if we talking about we we did it in the prayer's house, the line, the hymn, Father, I stretch my hand to thee, no other help I know. If, if thou withdraw thy hand from me, or whither shall I go? Or if we are talking about that singing and that shouting, Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, Bowie. And before I be on a slip, I gwine be buried my grave. And gwine home to my God and be free. What are we to talk about yeah. that? Or we to talk about some other rest of we? For who upon who we be, then we have to keep going with them. We have to keep learning the children out for doing. We have to respect the elders and think what we learn with this year. We have to pay homage to these young ancestors and things like that. They're the one who DNA did we. And that is the thing that we have to do. As they say, if honey ain't know where honey did from, honey ain't going to know where honey did going. There's one word for it in Africa, Sankofa. And they say in the Caribbean, go back and fetch it. So we have to go back to old landmark. We have to go back to the things that our great-grandparents and our parents and everybody lived and taught and learned. And we continue the culture that way by passing that to the next generation through the language, through the food ways, through the shouting, through the praying, through the going in the wilderness, through teaching them how to live off the land, how to live from the water. Our culture is inextricably tied to this land and to the sea. And as I say, the land that we family and the waterway that we bloodline. So you don't poison any of that. You don't just try to preserve it. You protect it and you make sure it can live on and continue into the future for sure. We protect it. We protect it and we teach our children about their heritage in order to keep our heritage not preserved, but to keep it alive. Yes. You mentioned uh, conserving our waters and conserving our land. Let's elaborate on that mm -hmm. a little bit, Queen Quet. Uh, you've been working hard out there as oh. far as uh, climate and conservation. Let's talk about that. Yes, well, it's wonderful to have an opportunity to do things on the international level and learn about what we call best practices out there, but it's a blessing to bring it back home. And so I've been working on a number of resiliency projects and sustainability projects as models, starting with my home island, St. Helena Island, and then modeling this up and down our Gullah Geechee Nation coast. And one of the project initiatives that I'm involved with is the South East Atlantic Salt Marsh Initiative. We call it SASME, and we say we're marshing forward. We intend to actually protect and conserve 1 million acres 
of salt marsh in the South Atlantic. So essentially the entire Gullah Geechee Nation's coast and a little bit more of the Florida coast bit south of us that we are working on along with Pew Charitable Trust and a group called Surpass, the South at Southeastern Planning and Preservation initiative for resilience is that group and so we are working on that right now we're looking at different ways to bring this into fruition especially through funding sources and other things we're also engaged right now on the Gullah Geechee Living Landscape Project that focuses and centers on St. Helena Island along with the EPA and other partners that we're bringing into that. And the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, this is just ongoing aspects of our work and ongoing aspects of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank work. So anybody who wants to come down, volunteer, really learn more about landscape architecture and cultural heritage and how to conserve and protect land and so we can sustain our our seafood industry we can sustain our water quality we can sustain our quality of life here throughout what we call the low country in the Gullah Geechee Nation they can go to Gullah and Gullah is spelled G-U-L-L-A-H Geechee is G-E-E-C-H-E-E. Ain't no I in Geechee if it a we. Gullah Geechee Land, L-A-N-D, Gullah Geechee Land.com. If you go there, you can sign up to volunteer with us, to work with us. You can also support our Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund, which is our legal fund to keep our people on our land, but it also helps to support these kinds of sustainability and resiliency projects that are part of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Plan as well. Uh, Queen Quet, you share so much information and I'm sure there is so much more yet to be shared. We've talked about um, land and water conservation. We've talked about our language and how we want to keep it around for generations to come. Uh, let's talk about the sweet grass, the, the basket weavers, and how is that mm. intertwined with our heritage? Well, you know, it's interesting, again, because you use that term weaver. And I was taught many moons ago by our elder Vera Manigold, who is a native of Mount Pleasant and one of the elders who's a traditions keeper, the only person that has a patent to actually do sweet grass baskets in color. She really gets in sense when people say weaving because weaving is an overlapping process where sowing okay. is actually what is done with sweet grass. The same way we sew cast nets, the same way we sew quilts by hand. My mother and I still do that. We sew the sweet grass basket because you literally use what's called a needle. You use either a nail or bone as the needle. You use a palmetto to go through it, our state tree, right? So, and that Palm Sunday, everybody know what Palm Sunday got them down. And so we also use them for the sweet grass baskets along with bulrush like Moses, right? And we also use longleaf pine needle. Well, there has been a threat to the Gullah Geechee tradition of sweetgrass basketry. The state of South Carolina honors it as a state craft, like they honor the spirituals, which is the, the music of the Gullah Geechee Nation. It's also the official music of the state of South Carolina. But the threat to sweetgrass basketry and sweetgrass sowing and creation is not only climate-related, but it's destruction-related because all the gated areas that started coming in, people building directly along the intercoastal waterway, 
harm the ability for sweetgrass basket makers to actually harvest the sweetgrass and harvesting, yeah, yes. prunes it and it makes it flourish. But if you build over where it grows, it it's not there. Oh. And so that becomes yeah. a problem and that drove up the price um, on the sweetgrass baskets because some people have to import their grass from Florida back to the Carolinas to make their baskets instead of being able to just go down the road and go in the wilderness and into the woods and actually find it and pull it from along the intercoastal waterway. We see nurseries now exploiting it because they are selling it for highway projects and they're selling it right back to these gated area people to adorn driveways and to put it at the entrance of suburbs and things like this not realizing recognizing that even then it's going to die off if it doesn't have that touch it doesn't have that spirit and that energy coming into it also that authenticity right that makes it thrive and so it's really important that people honor this tradition and realize it's an heirloom. If you can obtain a sweetgrass item made from someone right in front of your face, especially, that's an item to pass down for future generations. You should treasure it because you are holding the history and heritage from the motherland through the Gullah Geechee Nation in your hand. And sometimes so we don't value it. Yes. It did come from Africa. Yes, it did. And still continues wow. there like it does here. And it's amazing. I have a basket collection of hundreds of them. And I've even found indigenous baskets that are made of sweet grass as well. And their sewing is a lot more intricate because they use other materials. Sometimes it's threading that they use that have a lot of intricate designs on the threading. And so we have that aspect of our culture that we should really be proud of. And anybody visiting and going up the King's Highway, um, Highway 17, if you take it northward, um, you are heading through Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. There is a sweetgrass basket marker. That's a state marker that also honors the sweetgrass basketry and the traditions keepers that be Gullah Geechee. And I was very happy many years back Wonderful. when we unveiled that. Is that. Yeah. That is great news. Great news. Queen Quet, you have given us such a renewed appreciation for our heritage and we thank you for that we've covered a lot today and i wish that we could talk for hours more about our heritage and what our people can do to help you in your mission well, uh, if you would repeat your information sure. the gullagishiland.com and yeah. anything that you can think of that you can briefly share that we've missed talking sure. about today and how our listeners can help you in your quest to preserve our heritage well, first, I want to say thank you, thank you for having me You're on the broadcast and things like that, because this year been a bless-up time. And we could shout and talk some more all day. And if, But if <laughs> yes. people want to at least connect virtually, they can go to not only GullahGeecheeLand.com, but GullahGeecheeNation.com, and they can just click follow and follow for free. They can follow GullahGeechee.tv and subscribe for free. And you can see a lot of videos that educate you more about a lot of the topics that we talked about here today. And we're also on social media, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, at Gullah Geechee 
also on Twitter. And we are Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. We have a fan page there. And we're Gullah Geechee Nation now on TikTok. The Charon told me, Queen, you have to get on TikTok. And then, uh, yes, and I'm also Queen Quet on Clubhouse. And we do have a Gullah Geechee Clubhouse. And I join in there from time to time. So there are a number of, a number of ways that you can dialogue some more with we. But we want Hunter to come on you and help we. Men from this your land that God done bless we with, cause we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. Yes, indeed, Queen Quet, you've been great. You've been wonderful in sharing so much information with us today, and we thank you. We sincerely thank you for what you are doing, what you continue to do, and we we encourage our audience to to rally behind you and help in any way that we can, because we value our heritage, we value our culture. Thank so you, can you. we thank you? Thank you. Thank you so much. Much love to you, my sister. And I pray thank that we will go ahead in a bush of our brush of our praise house in 2022 and shout together yes. for true. Thank you. Thank yes. you for all you do. Yes. We, we thank you. And we thank our listeners for joining us. We hope that you'll join us again for Perspective on WTUA Radio. Queen, you did oh so magnificent. I ju- I'm just the only regret is that we didn't have enough time to elaborate more. That you no problem. I think this is so so. I can't say enough. How I I mean this just touched my heart. I think it's just so important. Wonderful. I have a 14 year old and I'm going to oh, let him listen nice. to this recording. Yes, I'm Great. definitely going to let him listen because it's so important. Like you said, for our uh, the next generation to grab hold of this information yes. and pass it long from generation to generation yes but i yes. can talk about this forever but all day let you i know that's I, right I and, and so I really please, appreciate you. yeah i appreciate you too and so please send, does your um radio station have a live stream as well can people access us through a website they can, they, they can tune in at wtuaradio.com on sunday at 6 p.m okay wtua radio.com Radio. 6 p.m. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, 6 yeah. p.m. on Sunday. Yes. All right. All right. So we right. will definitely get the word out. Thank you so much. So All those right. who can't catch the station locally, uh, yeah. they can catch it online. Absolutely. WTUARadio.com. That's it. Got it. Excellent. The show is called Perspectives. Yes. Excellent. Perspective without the S. Just oh, just perspective. All right, got yes. it. Great. Yes. All right, thank yes. you so much, Sister Lynette. Thank we'll you. make sure and to you get that out. You enjoy the rest of your day and you keep too. up the good work that you're doing. Will do. Just keep me in prayers. Keep me uplifted. Absolutely. Yes. I certainly will. Yes. We keep each other in prayer. Absolutely. Peace, love, okay. and blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.